بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على قاتل النبيين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم ربنا زدنا علما Continuing discussing the case of this book كتاب التوحيد the book of monotheism finished we have finished already the first chapter with an introduction in the last weeks few weeks ago uh, hopefully we we'll try to summarize as much as we can because يعني, the, the book is not short it needs a long, a long time to discuss and explain but inshallah hopefully as, as far as we understand inshallah we are getting the benefits of discussing this at least we are having the barakah of being in the masjid and hearing qala Allah, qala Rasuluhu, which is enough inshallah for Ephraims. But inshallah we hope that we get more than that. The case of Tawheed, which is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and his other brothers of Nabiyeen have been sent with, as Allah told us subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُهُ If this is the message of all the messengers, including Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then every Muslim really should give plenty of time to discuss and explain and try to understand the case of this deen, la ilaha illallah, and the, the other side of deen, which is to practice in life and to do what is mentioned in the other four pillars of Islam. This chapter is talking about the surpluses of Tawheed and what since this Tawheed going to erase. A Tawheed has several blessings actually. A lot of benefits can a Muslim get, can Muslim can get from Tawheed. We'll talk about some of them tonight, inshallah, hopefully. But we, as we agreed before, that since this book is talking about ayah, another ayah, another ayah, hadith, another hadith, another hadith, we will go the same way. We're not going to divide the case of Tawheed into points as we did before when we, talk, when we talked about the fundamentals of Iman. We're going to talk tonight or during this dars exactly as the book goes. We'll talk about the ayah, what, get, we, what can we get from this ayah, we'll talk about the hadith, what we can get from this hadith. That's really an important case for a Muslim, a da'i especially when he is going to, to, to preach this deal to Muslims or non-Muslims, then he should go the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by calling people by qala Allah, qala Rasuluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is the strongest way. And if you come to people and say that such and such sheikh said, yeah, people will not accept this so easy. Because if you're talking about one sheikh, can give you 20 sheikhs. But if you say qala Allah, qala Rasuluhu, nobody can object to it. It's a clear ayah, a clear hadith. If he wants to go and find out the meaning of this ayah and hadith, let him go. He will not find different meanings and that which contradict with each other. Clearly that the ayah is clear and the hadith is clear, alhamdulillah. And the whole Mufassirin, mostly they come to the same point almost in every book of tafsir. In this chapter, the first ayah, the sheikh, of the, the author of the book said, قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ وَقَوْلُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَلَمْ يَلْبِسُوا إِيمَانَهُمْ بِظُلْمٍ the ayah which his brother Sheikh Mpiyaz recited in the introduction of this verse. This ayah is the first ayah which is talking about the zulm and the hidayah. 
الذين آمنوا ولم يلبسوا إيمانهم بظلم ظلم in Arabic actually which is very important point this is the point we have to clarify because when يعني this ayah was descended to Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم Sahaba started to feel so terrible and they said يا رسول الله who who never has made ظلم to himself we all make ظلم to ourselves, to our children, to our people, to our families, to our neighbors and so on. He said, no. That's not the rule Allah is talking about. Haven't you heard the, the good man or the pious man, Luqman, when he said to his son, Inna shirka la zulmun azim. Ah. Then he clarified. And really this, is, this drives us to a point. When we deal with Quran and Sunnah, when we deal with the ayat and with the ahadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have to be careful. We don't grab one ayah and take all our understanding from it. But we take this ayah plus the other ayahs, combine all together, then take out what we understand from them as a creed and as a faith and as iman. Sahaba, when they heard the word zulm, they understand the general meaning of zulm. General meaning of zulm means containing shirk and also containing to be unjust with the people, to be unjust with yourself. All these are zulm. Zalamanassah, ish ma'ana zalamanassah? Means that he was unjust with himself. Yani he hurt himself, he does not give himself enough food or so on. Uh, also the other zulm to the other people. To be unjust with the other people by taking their money, hurting them in their bodies, and so on. This is also another zulm. But the zulm which is meant in this ayah, which is clear, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, clear to the Sahaba, was the zulm which is the shirk. To be unjust when he, when a person compare Allah, or put Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in the same level of the creatures. In the case of ibadah, as an example, which is the case of uh, the opposite of shirk, or the shirk could happen in ibadah, people are paying some of things that is only for Allah to someone else. This someone else could be yani, uh, stacious, could be a grave, could be this, could be that. So when someone goes to the grave and asks him instead of Allah, this is a big zul. Inna shirk Because he is paying or doing what is only for Allah to someone else. That's unjust. Totally unjust. That's why Allah, Allah SWT told us uh, in the words of Luqman, إِنَّ الشِّرْكَ لَظُلْمٌ عَظِيمٌ So here in this ayah, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَلَمْ يَلْبِسُوا إِيمَانَهُمْ بِظُلْمٌ ظُلْمٌ in here means the politism, shirk. Those people who believe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they do not really confuse their iman, their faith with politism, uh, then they deserve what is meant in this ayah. They have security, complete security. The beginning of the ayah actually is Ibrahim is telling his people, telling them that why should I be afraid of yours or of your God while Allah is with me? فَأَيُّ الْفَرِقِينَ حَقُّ بِالْأَمْنِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَلَمْ يَلْبِسُوا إِيمَانَهُمْ بِظُلْمِ أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمُ الْأَمْنُ وَهُمْ مُهْتَدُونَ They have full security and they are on the right track. Those people who have faith, iman, 
Tawheed, monotheism, and they have no opposite of it, like believing on the others or giving the others things only for Allah, then they are in security, they are in the right track. As we said before, if we take one ayah without seeing the other eyes or the hadith which is mentioning about this ayah, then we will, not, we will misunderstand the ayah. Well, we will misunderstand the ayah. Sahaba, when they heard this ayah, Sahaba, they are not me or you. No, they are Sahaba. But they are Arab. When they heard Allah saying, Alladina amanu walam yalbisu imanahum bi dhulm. Dhulm here in Arabic is general word. It contains to be unfair with your people, to be unfair with yourself, to be unfair with Allah. Which is shirk or politism. A person will be unfair when he comes and makes people or creatures in the same level of Allah in case of dua or in case of healing or cureness or so on. This is big bull. Inna shirka la dhulmun azim. Then after this ayah, Shaykh Rahmatullah alayhi, he brought hadith of Ubaid ibn Samit. And this hadith in Bukhari and Muslim both. Narrated by Rukhari Muslim to Ibad ibn Islam رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من شاهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن محمد عبده ورسوله وأن عيسى عبد الله ورسوله until the end of the hadith. What is he going to get? أدخله الله الجنة على ما كان من العمل. If he bear witness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one deserves to be worshipped. If, he, if the person bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu is a, a slave of, and messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Isa also the same, Allah will get him to Jannah on whatever he has done. He done a lot of good deeds, then he will be in the top of Jannah, al-Firdaus al-A'la. He made little deeds, he will be in the closest. He had bad deeds and good deeds, then he is in trouble. He could go to Jahannam for a certain time, then he go to Jannah. Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, as they say, Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, really their creed are people, in, that the people in judgment day are three types. Hypocrites and Kafirin will go to Jahannam directly. Clear Mu'mineen, correct Mu'mineen will go to Jannah directly. The third type of people is the people who are Mu'mins, believers but they have a lot of bad sins especially if they have major sins drinking alcohol drugs uh, adultery and so on or their their bad deeds are heavier in the scale in judgment day than the good deeds so they may still we say may because not for sure may Allah, Allah, Allah may forgive them in the beginning maybe they will have shafa'at of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam or shafa'at of the shuhada or shafa'at of the children, the young children who died young and so on. So they will not go to Jahannam at all. Or maybe they will go to Jahannam for a while, then will go, they, when they finish the time, they will go back to Jannah again, which they, they will be settled in there. In this case, shahadatu an la ilaha illallah. Man shahida an la ilaha illallah. Whoever bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. And he bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. And he bear witness also that Isa is a slave of Allah and messenger of Allah. And the word of Allah 
sent sent to Maryam عليها السلام. Then he has done the correct side of the creed. So he, his belief is okay now. Then come to the action. What have he done? If he do good action also, then he will be inshallah to Jannah. If he do bad action, as we explained before, he may go to Jahannam for certain time. La ilaha illallah. You can't pass by a hadith like this without talking about la ilaha. Why we are always repeating talking about la ilaha illallah and the meaning of la ilaha illallah and the conditions of la ilaha illallah and the contradictions of la ilaha illallah because truly when we look at the situation of Muslims nowadays and before even we find that the major mistake Muslims do is the case of misunderstanding of la ilaha illallah it is not done by regular people or ignorant people, no the mistake is done by some scholars of Islam some people are counted as scholars and they understand Islam but they made a mistake in here because they missed the true understanding of the Arabic language and the la ilaha illallah in here. Let's take it from the language side or linguistic side if you, can, if you want to say it this way. The problem comes in the word ilah. The word ilah in Arabic means ma'luh yani ma'bud. Like you say, kitab, maktub, firash, mafrush. People really, those people misunderstood this and they say, ilah bima'na, it means, alah, yani khalaq, creator. And that, this has sometimes okay to be in Arabic, sometimes, but not always. And in this case, especially, it cannot be. Some people say, okay, prove it to us. Prove to us that ilah here means the one who is worshipped, not the one who is creating. Fine. Easy to say so. When you go back to the message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you will find that he spent in Mecca 10 years calling people to la ilaha illallah. And the people still rejecting la ilaha illallah. Although, these people who are rejecting la ilaha illallah, they believe that Allah is the creator and sustainer of the universe. How come? How come these people they believe that Allah is the creator and they reject la ilaha illallah? If la ilaha illallah means no creator but Allah, it cannot be. It's impossible because they believe that Allah is the creator. Who said so? Allah said so subhanahu wa ta'ala. He, he told Muhammad sallam in the ayah, وَلَا إِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَيَقُلُنَّ اللَّهِ Yani Abu Jahl wa Abu Lahab and the other people who rejected Islam, rejected la ilaha illallah, they believe that Allah is the creator and sustainer of this universe. They have no problem in this one, no at all. But still they rejected La ilaha illallah. So La ilaha illallah does not mean no creator but Allah because they believe in this. So it has to be something else which we are talking about that La ilaha illallah means none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. No one. Even Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, best person ever walked on earth, still he doesn't deserve to be worshipped with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Muhammad does not deserve, what about the others? The other Khalandar Babas, do they deserve to be worshipped? Then comes the other point where the Muslims really have a problem. They say, okay, we believe this. We have no trouble in this. But we do not, do, we do not worship these graves. Who said we do? Who said we, we worship these graves or these stations or so on? We don't. Then we have to clarify the meaning of worshipping. 
Because they misunderstand also the word worshipping. They think worshipping is to just to make salah, psalm, hajj, zakah. And they don't do this to the, the grave. Fine. We agree with that. Yani we don't see Muslims go to the grave of Ajmer and worship it. Or go to the grave of Badawi in Egypt and worship it. No, they don't do. They don't go for salah, psalm, hajj, zakah. No. Although this is happening sometimes, as we'll see later on. But just let's agree with them now on this point. So what's the problem? The problem is that they, there is a big misunderstanding of the word worshipping. Worshipping in here is not to do Salah, Salaam, Hajj, Zakah only. This is part of the worshipping. Worshipping is a complete way of life. Dua is worshipping. And they are calling these instead of Allah sometimes. Don't they? Yes, they do. They call them instead of Allah. They request them instead of Allah. They ask Allah by their high ranks. Which is tawassil, but it's non-permissible tawassil, as we said before. So the problem here comes in two points. The first point is to misunderstand the word ilah, which is we clarified now. And the second point is that in the misunderstanding of the word worship. It is not only to salah, make salah, salam, hajj, zakat. This is part of the worshipping. But worshipping is a complete way of life. Give us a proof. Give us dalil, evidence that Worshipping is not only to make Salah Salaam Hajjakah. Very simple. The last few ayahs of Surah Al-Zariyat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ We talked about this in the first verse. Yani Allah created jinn and ins for only one reason. Only one reason to worship them. Now, it means that we have to have all our life for worshipping. Fine. If we do salah daily, how long will it take us? 30 minutes for each salah, one hour for each salah, this is five hours a day. What about 19 hours a day? It's 24 hours. And there's no worshipping, so what are we going to do? We cannot practice the ayah then. Allah told us that He created us only for worshipping, and we are not worshipping Allah, because we are not making salah. Salah, we made salah already. Five salah, five hours, ma'as salam, salah. 19 hours, we are not worshipping Allah. No, this is not the way. We have to go back and understand worshipping truly again to say that worshipping here means every movement you do, you want Allah the way of Rasulullah. Every movement you do, eating, sleeping, going, coming, working, even taking your wife to bed, this is worshipping. Upon the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa In this case, you understand now, you wake up in the morning, Starting with the dua, Alhamdulillah الذي أحيانا بعدما أماتنا وإليه النشور Alhamdulillah الذي رد علي روحي وعافاني في جسدي So many dua you can do. When you start your day with dua, when you start your day with going, doing, you are eating to make your, with the intention to make your body strong enough to do the work you are supposed to do, to go for salah, to do this. Ah, now you are working the whole day. Worship. Christians misunderstood the word worshiping. So they thought they have to go in the monastery outside of the cities and stay there without marriage, without anything. So Allah told us in his holy book, وَرَهْبَانِيَّةٍ ابْتَدَعُوهَا مَا كَتَبْنَاهَا عَلَيْهِمْ They invented a bid'ah, which is rahbaniyah. A person goes outside of the city, stay in the monastery, he doesn't do anything except salah, salam, hajj, Nothing else. He doesn't marry, he doesn't, he is just not to die. This is not Islam. Islam is to be an effective person in life. 
Islam means you have to go to work in the morning. You have to do this. You go for, for, for halal money, for your, for yourself, for your children. And for sadaqah also. Islam means you have to do everything but the way of Muhammad Only for Allah, the way of Rasulullah. Two conditions. Everything you do with these two conditions is counted as ibadah. Alhamdulillah. So eating. How can you put eating in the case of ibadah? Simple. Ask yourself why you eat. You say I eat just to feel full and enjoy the food. Fine, this is halal, no problem. But this is not ibadah. What's ibadah here? To eat this food to make your body strong enough to do the other ibadah Allah told you to do. Like salah, salam, hajj, zakah, When you eat sahur, when you eat fatur for Ramadan as an example, or other days to fast like these days, when you sleep, sleeping also for ibadah. Yes, sleeping also for ibadah. Who said so? The best people who understood, understood Islam from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sahaba. Jabir ibn Abdullah ibn Haram al-Ansari radiallahu anhu, he said, إِنِّي لَأَحْتَسِبُ عَلَى اللَّهِ نَوْمَتِي كَمَا أَحْتَسِبُ عَلَى اللَّهِ قَوْمَتِي يعني I expect Allah to reward me in sleeping as He rewards me on standing for salah. Stronger than that, which is we have mentioned so many times, the hadith of Muhammad about the man takes his wife to bed. You are talking about something nobody thinks that it is ibadah or ta'ah. Or something good deed for, يعني, for you. It is. And who said so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, وَفِي بِضْعِ أَحَدِكُمْ صَدَقَةً قَالُوا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ أَيَأْتِي أَحَدَنَا شَهْوَتَهُ وَيَكُلَّهُ فِيهَا أَجْرِ قَالَ أَرَيْتُمْ إِذَا وَضَعَهَا فِي حَرَامٍ أَكَانَ عَلَيْهِ وِزْرٍ قَالُوا بَلَى قَالَ فَكَذَلِكَ إِذَا وَضَعَهَا فِي حَلَالٍ كَانَ لَه just imagine now you're coming for Salat al-Isha. What's your intention? Salat al-Isha. No, not enough. There's not enough. Why? You should also add that while you're going, you're coming to, to the masjid, you put in mind that if I see munkar, wrong thing is done, I will make inkar munkar. Because Allah told us in His holy book, كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ So if I see some people... Standing, doing bad things, trying to steal something or to hurt somebody, I should put in mind that when I leave my house to the masjid, that I will stop this munkar. If I see it. Also, Amr bi ma'roof. Call for good things. When you might pass people are talking during the, the salah time or before salah time, say, Assalamu alaikum, salah, jazakumallah khair. salah. This is not only mutawah who are working in high uh, job. No, this is every Muslim is required to do it. Some people say, why, why should I? I don't want to go in headache and trouble. No, Habibi. This is deep. It's not up to you or me. We have to do it. We are supposed to do it. Every Muslim is required. Who said so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Man ra'a minkum munkara. Minkum, any one of you. Any one of you is required. When he sees munkar, he must try to change it. And changing, of course, three levels. By hand, by strength, if you are capable of this, or you have the... Authority, or by tongue at least, or at least, at least if you cannot and you are afraid that you will be hurt and, and, and troubled, then by your heart at least. But majority of Muslims can do it by tongue, why not? But you are fighting by people who are doing bad things, why, why can't you say, Assalamu alaikum, this is not good, you don't do it. 
جزاكم الله خير يعني سيت وذ جود ورد يعني يو هاف تو كاري ستيك يو نو تو 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 هيت بيبل ذيس نوت ماي جاب اور يورز ذيس از جاب فور ذا بيبل هو هاف اثورتيز يس ذير ار بيبل هو هاف اثورتيز اند ذي كان هيت ذوس بيبل هو ار دوينج باد ثينجز يس ذي هاف درايف سمير سي ان واي واي هاي از دوينج ذيس واي مطوعين از دوينج ذيس طيب واي واي بوليس ستوبينج يو فور فور درايف لايسنس اند ترافيك لايف اند اف يو ميك ميستيك ذي ستوب يو اند تيك يو تو جيل نوبدي جيت انجري فور ذات اند ذي جيت انجري فور مطوع بيكوز ذي ار ثينج ذيم صلاه صلاه اند ذي ستوب ذيم فور باد ثينجز سبحان الله Some strange thing. Some people say we want this high class clothes. They close it. Then close also traffic police. Close the police at all. Close the army. Same thing. Each one of these departments is needed. But we're not talking about these authorities. We're talking about ourselves. We Muslims, each one of us must make Amr Ma'roof wa Nahi Ammunka. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in his holy book that we are the best nation كنتم خير أمة أخرجت للناس. You are the best nation among the whole nations created. Why? Because we are Arabs, or we are this, or we are that? No. Because تأمرون بالمعروف وتنهون عن المنكر وتؤمنون بالله. شيخ بن باز was asked why Allah سبحانه وتعالى made أمر معروف ناي عن منكر before إيمان وفيث which is most important. He said just to show you how important are these. Every Muslim is required at his house, at the street, at work, anywhere. When you pass by people who are sitting, يعني same bad things about the others. Salam alaikum ya khwan. This is ghiba. Don't do it. Don't back, big bite or backbite or so forth for others. This is ghiba. Called ghiba in Islam. To say something about people who are not there, bad things. Salam alaikum. This is ghiba. Don't do it. Jazak Allah khair. And leave. You are you are not required to force them to stop. It's not up to you. Even Muhammad was told not, that he has no force in the others. Let's say him be musaitr. And the other ayah, إنما عليك البلاغ. You only just convey. You are just converted. Did Muhammad was Muhammad capable of forcing people to be mu'min? Was he? No. In fact, his uncle Abu Talib, who was the best person helping him that time and, and, and defending him and protecting him from Quraysh and the others, he couldn't, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, force him to be a mu'min. And he refused to say la ilaha illallah until he died. So our duty actually in this life is to live as moments and also to, ah, not only ourselves. We're not supposed to be greedy or conduce, as it's called in order, right? We are supposed to give the people the happiness we have. We have Islam, alhamdulillah, we have deed, we have good things we are doing, we are trying to give this also to the others. Share the others, you see people are having bad things, come to them and say, come do this, come to salah with us. Maybe nobody told him, subhanAllah, I'll tell you this yeah, strange story I heard. One kafir, I think he's a Hindu from India, I'm not sure about this, but I can't remember now, the guy. I'll recall it later on, inshallah. He said, I was in Saudi Arabia for 20 years, nobody called me for Islam. 20 years, in a Muslim country, nobody called him for Islam? Wallahi mushkila, ya because everybody does, ah, khalas, ya yani, some people say, it's enough for me to do salah, khalas, what do you mean it's enough for you to do salah? Is this the Islam? Is this what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told you to do? Is what Muhammad Sallallahu told you to do? No. Each one of us supposed to live this life only for la ilaha illallah, only for Islam. Eating and sleeping and having children and wives and so on, this is just to help you out to do the job. Like if you buy a computer at work because you need to work. To do the work by computer, otherwise you cannot do the work, so you buy computer. Why the, 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 the company 
you are working in, you are giving you a car or giving you this to play with it? Did, you, did they give you the telephone to enjoy talking to these people around? Did they give you the, the, the computer to play games in it? No. Because they knew that you cannot do your job unless you have these instruments, these supplies. So they are giving this to you, not because you love, they love you, but because they want you to do the work. Now what we are doing is just, we are working in this life to gain money, to gain food, to have children. This, this is only to help us to do our message, to do our mission, which is the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa To bring people to Islam. To save Muslims from falling into shirk and polytheism and other things. To save ourselves in the beginning. As Allah told us in his holy book subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, uu anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. Save yourself and your children from Jahannam, from nara. First of all, you start with yourself. Secondly, you go to your children and your people you are responsible for. Then you go to the... And the best person for the, the society is the person who tries to save the society from Jahannam. These are the best people. These are the best people who are trying to save the others from falling into Jahannam. Because they are spending their time and their money and their efforts and their health to save people. So is that without a reward? Allahu Akbar. The reward is bigger than you ever think. The reward is from Allah, the most generous subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reward is to save you from Jahannam and get you to Jannah. The reward is big when you see, when you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the judgment day. So we are spending our time, our... I know you, you guys have, have families and you have... You, should, you, could have, you can say, why do I have to sit here and listen to this guy? Why do I go home and sit down with my children and watch some TV and watch, or have some discussion gurgling with my colleagues or friends? You know, why should I sit there? La. People who are really coming to this masjid, they are coming here. You and I, both of us, came in here trying to satisfy Allah and get the reward of it. Alhamdulillah. We should thank Allah for this because we did not do it because of our strength. We did not do this by our own strength. This is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the capability. Have you ever asked yourself why when we hear Adhan we say, when he say, Hayya ala salah, hayya ala falah, we say, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Why? Do you know why? Because la hawla wa la quwwata means that I cannot do these things unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives me the strength to do it. Who gave me the strength to come to the masjid while the others are sitting at home? They hear the Adhan, they don't care. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is one of his greatest to me. So this hadith is really containing the major case that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent with. Not only Muhammad but even sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even the other messengers. As Allah told us in his holy book, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُونَ Every messenger Allah has sent subhanahu wa ta'ala, they carried one word in the beginning, لا إله إلا الله. Every messenger. That's why you will hear these messengers say they are Muslims. If you read the Quran, you will find that Allah told us that Ibrahim said he is a Muslim. Suleiman said he is a Muslim. Dawood said he is a Muslim. People of Musa said they are Muslims. People of Nuh said they are Muslims. We know Islam is the deen of Muhammad. No, it's the deen of the whole messengers. What's the difference then? What is the difference between the deen of this and this? Ah, the difference between the deen of each messenger is in the case of law or legislation. Haram, halal things, this is the verse. But creed, aqeedah, belief is the same. Allah is Allah, no change. Messenger is messenger, no change. Jannah is Jannah, same. Nar is nar, same. No difference. Then what's the difference? Only in the side of law or sharia, haram, halal, things. 
what was haram in, in, in Shariat of Musa, allowed some of it in Shariat Isa, also allowed more of it in the Shariat of Muhammad Sallallahu In Shariat Musa, as Allah told us in his holy book, that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala prohibited, prohibited the grease of the animals for the Jew. They cannot take it, except the grease which is in the back of the animal, that's all. What is the wisdom? Allah knows. But for the, the nation of Muhammad Sallallahu is allowed. Ghanaim, what's called Ghanaim, which is whatever we get from the enemy when we fight him in jihad. Called Ghanaim. Whatever we get, whether weapons or money or so on, this is called Ghanaim. This Ghanaim was not allowed for any messenger before Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Only Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he allowed, he was allowed to take this Ghanaim. Or this Ghanaim. So each, each deen has Sharia and has also creed or aqidah. Creed is the same. From Adam up to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, no change. But the Sharia was, was different because each nation is changing; they need different haram halal laws. La ilaha illallah was called by every messenger. Again, to say what is the meaning? What's the true meaning of La ilaha illallah? It has to be clear to us that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. La, no, ilaha, the one who is worshipped. Illa except Allah. No one deserves to be worshipped because if we say no God but Allah, if we, we translate it literally, word by word, we'll, we'll have a trouble in here. No God but Allah. Some, we have, can, you can see this sometimes in some books, they translate la ilaha Allah with no God but Allah. This is wrong. Why? Because this is against reality. Reality says that there are other gods, but they are false gods, but they are gods also. Allah calls them gods. فَمَا أَغْنَتْ عَنْهُمْ آلِهَتُهُمْ Allah calls them gods. So in this case, you cannot say no God but Allah, or no God but Allah is the meaning of la ilaha illallah. Incorrect. What's the true meaning then? The true meaning is to say, none has the right to be worshipped but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. None. Whoever this, none. La ilaha. So that, you will see now here, the case of la ilaha illallah has two, two sides, or two pillars. Negation and confirmation. Negate. You negate every god. Everyone deserves to be worshipped. You negate it. La ilaha. Khalas. No. None. Then you confirm Allah only. And that's the best way to make things for one person. You say, Allah is a god. That means there could be another people of God also. Allah, the, the one who, de- who deserves to be worshipped, there could be also another one who deserves to be worshipped. But we say, none has to be, uh, the right to be worshipped except Allah. No one. So you are moving every God, everyone deserves to be worshipped, away. Then you say Allah is the only one to be worshipped. Very important for us Muslims really to remember this, uh, this hadith, the meaning of this, this يعني, la ilaha illallah, this word, this confession, which is Muhammad sallallahu spent 10 years in his life, in his da'wah life, only calling people for la ilaha illallah, until Salah was mandatory for Muslims after Muhammad sallallahu went on Isra and Mi'raj. That was 10 years after he started to call for Islam. 10 years and he's calling only for La ilaha illallah. No Salah, no Salah, no Hajj Zakah implemented that time. Here comes the question. Like what about this Sahaba who died in these 10 years? In Jannah. But they did not do any Salah. No Salah, no Hajj, no Zakah. Even though they have done what must to be done that time, and they died. 
In fact, there was a, a Sahabi who came to Muhammad sallallahu after if all of these are have implemented, yani hajj, sallam, hajj, zakah, all of these. But he came to him while he was fighting Khaybar. Khaybar, you know, Khaybar is, is a city of Jew at that time, in north of Saudi Arabia now. And he accepted Islam while he is fighting, while Muhammad sallallahu is fighting the, the, the Yahudis, the Jewish. And directly before any Salah time comes, he went for jihad. And he was killed. He was killed before any Salah. So Muhammad said that he is in Jannah. Why, why do we go to the time of Muhammad Sallallahu Why do we go come to our time? I told you about the story of this one Sri Lankan guy who came to Ar-Rawdha, calling guy office, and he came after Al-Asr and he accepted Islam. Or reverted to Islam, which is better. And he made shahadatin, then before al-Maghrib he left the office to go home, and he was hit by a car and he died. He did no salah, no psalm, no hajj, no zakah. But inshallah, we hope that he is in Jannah. So put in mind that this is la ilaha illallah, this is what we are talking about. What is this ilaha going to give us? What is this tawheed is going to give us? We will go talk, talk about this inshallah in the next few weeks, hopefully inshallah after hajj. Uh, of course, two weeks will be in break for hajj. Yani the next Tuesday is due Tuesday after we cannot the Tuesday inshallah which is 25th of the Hijjah 25th of the Hijjah inshallah will continue our dars if you have any questions I'll be happy to hear from you just remark if you have no questions a remark about 10th of the Hijjah 10 days of the Hijjah Muhammad our leader, our ideal, told us that these 10 days are the most important days of the year. Especially the day of An-Nahr, the day of Qurban as you call him in Urdu. That is the best day of the whole year. These 10 days we should, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the good deeds in it. So Allah loves the good deeds in these days, special, special case. So a Muslim really try, should try his best to do as much as he, he can on these days. Why are they the best days? Maybe, wallahu a'lam, because they are containing the major four ibadat, pillars of Islam. There is hajj in it. There is fasting in it, there is sadaqah or zakah in it, and there is salat in it. You cannot find this in the same, in every days in the year, only these years, in these days. What are we going to, what are we supposed, most of what are we supposed to do in these 10 days? So many things. Salah, more salah, nafila, uh, come early to salah, reciting Holy Quran, also takbir. Takbir is done by Muhammad Sallallahu by Sahaba. And takbir is two types, from first day until the Fajr Salah of Arafah, the ninth of the Hijjah, this is called takbir mutlaq, mutlaq means any time, but not after Salah. Yani when you finish Salah, don't make takbir, until you finish all your dua and everything, then you start to make takbir after that. But in the Salat al-Fajr of Yawm Arafah, ninth of the Hijjah, for the others not Hijjah of course, Start the takbir muqayyad, means after salah you do it directly. 
As soon as you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Astaghfirullah, 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 we should do it anytime. Also, plus in these days, the days after, uh, and the rest, you do also takbir mutlaq, both. Mutlaq and muqayyid, both of them. So you do them after salah, you do them at home. Do your best to make this takbir at your house, at your office, at the street, anywhere you are, in your car, because you are going to be rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, plus you are making a life sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi The sunnah is already dead almost among people. You don't see people really making takbir in the streets or in their houses, almost very limited. But you will find a lot of people making loud rock and roll and disco and the other songs. And nobody says anything. Now, subhanAllah, Sunnah became dead and Munkar became alive. Yeah, and it's natural to people, it's easy if they hear somebody louding up their music in their car. And maybe they will make a loud emotion. But if they see someone, some, if they see someone making zikr on the street, takbir, is, is he okay? The guy is okay? Maybe he's not okay. Subhanallah al-Azim. Because he's doing sunnah, now he's, he's not okay. Umar ibn Khattab, he was making takbir in Mina, in his tent, in Mina. And Mina all became takbir. Abdullah ibn Umar and the other sahabi, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, they go to, this, to do the market, just, they don't want to buy anything, but they just, they want to make, awake or make people come with the sunnah of takbir. So they make takbir in the, in the street, so people start to remember and do takbir. Because people usually in markets, they are busy of selling and buying, you know. They don't have the time to think of it. So if you just come back, my salam alaykum, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, people will remember, Allah, Allahu Akbar. So they do. As soon as they do, because of you, you are going to gain the same ajr as them. So if 10 people make takbir because of you, then you are getting, gaining our reward of 10 people, not one people. Not only you, but also some people. Also, Hajj, if you can do Hajj, and it's possible for you to do it, this is part of the, the good deeds Allah has done life. And also, fasting, if you can fast some of these days, one or two or three, or at least, at least, Arafah, if you cannot do all of them, then inshallah, you are doing the best of you, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you for that all. Jazakumullah khair, and see you inshallah two weeks later. Thank you.